Good morning, everyone, and welcome to First Parish in Concord on this beautiful Memorial Day weekend. We want to welcome all of you to church this morning. It is really nice to be here with you. I know that for anyone who logged on last Sunday, it was a real disappointment not to be able to be at the service. And let me tell you, it was pretty traumatic for your church staff as well. It was just awful. We had the service completely prepared. We were prepared to say goodbye to Gail last week. She was there. And because of technical problems, we had to just stop the service. And so we'll do it this Sunday. Um, we're glad that you have come back. It is a Sunday to honor Gail and to say thanks for her wonderful ministry with us. I want to welcome all of the folks who regularly attend First Parish in Concord, anyone who knew Gail or worked with her through the years. I want to especially welcome any children or youth who are here uh, for the service. We're glad that you're with us. And I want to broaden our welcome. There are folks who are joining us for this service who have never come to church in person, and that's a marvelous thing about being online, about being able to share our message and an hour of hope and comfort with folks wherever they are. So if you're a member of First Parish, welcome. If you're not a member of First Parish, welcome. We are all here together, and this is exactly where we're supposed to be for the next hour or so. As we always do on Sunday morning, I want to have other folks give a chance to say hello to you. This is your worship team who is leading worship this morning. And I know Peter's going to put us in gallery view here. And we will, let me put myself in gallery view so I can see everybody else. Um, let's start with Eric. We just heard him do the prelude on the organ. You want to say hi, Eric? Good morning, friends. And Beth Norton is here. Good morning. It is so good to be back with you this morning. And Anderson Manuel is here. <laughs> and Adrian Betancourt. Hi, I'm so happy to be here with everyone today. And the woman of the hour, Gail Carey, is here. I want to say praise all things Zoom, and it is so good <laughs> to be with you. And we have Don Van Patten. Good morning, everyone and Amy Friedman. What a joy and a relief to be able to connect with you in this way today. And let us continue with our service and Gail Carey has our call to worship. We begin today in worship with a poem by Arlen Scott. Music arises. Music arises from depths unknown, often without words, but never without meaning. The spirit rises from deep within me, reducing my body to join the song, first a tremor in the soul, then a tapping of the toes, breath aligns with breath, heart beats in syncopation, and a stuttering buzz in my throat becomes a hum. Breath with breath, beat with beat, and music and spirit arise together, wed with faith and hope and love and power. A song is born, bursting from my lips in sweet sonorous symphony. A melody, joining with other souls, perhaps in tune, perhaps not, but a song still, arising from deep within and from community. Spirit moves, soul births song, and hope fills life. 
and I am not alone. How can I keep from seeing? Please join me now in singing a beautiful hymn on which that last line is taken. My life flows on in endless song. Liza, you can come. chalices this morning. Perhaps you have a chalice in your home and if you don't, a bowl will do or simply a candle. Today we join with Unitarian Universalists around the world and close to home who are lighting chalices, not only in houses of worship but in kitchens and home offices and living rooms. This flame, this warm glow is a symbol. It is a symbol that we are together. It is a symbol in our belief in the inherent goodness of all people, our reverence for the sacredness of life, and our vision of making our world one with greater love and understanding. Let's join in our chalice lighting response. O oh, flame of our faith, open our hearts and fill our bodies and souls with persistent strength, enliven our spirits and engage us deeply in this life of ours, the sacred 
essential moment now. Good morning. I'm Dawn Van Patten, your Assistant Director of Religious Education. And this week, we're thinking about goodbyes. Gail Carey is leaving as the director of our children's choirs. And I've been thinking a lot about goodbyes. I've been thinking about all the goodbyes we say in a day, a week, a month, a year. We say goodbye to days and seasons, old toys, books, schools, jobs, and places, and people, our teachers, our coaches, and our friends and our family. Some people like goodbyes. Some people do not like goodbyes, and sometimes it depends. Big or small, like them or not, goodbyes are really important. Why are goodbyes important? Well, goodbyes let us know that something has ended, and they help us get ready for something new. They help us move on to our next chapter. Goodbyes help us to honor people, places, and, and things that are important to us. Saying goodbye is important and sometimes it is really hard. Sometimes we don't want to say goodbye because we think it's going to be too sad or it's going to make other people uncomfortable. Maybe we're not quite ready to move on or maybe we don't want to say goodbye to someone or someplace we love. It's important to say goodbye so we can honor people and times in our lives and move forward. So every summer, my family used to spend a few weeks in Virginia visiting my cousin and her family. They live way out in the country. It's beautiful. My kids would go to camp. Um, they would hike, canoe, swim in mountain streams. And sometimes at night, we'd lay out under the stars and, and look for shooting stars. At the end of our visits, it was really hard to leave, really hard to leave. One summer, after our hugs and saying our goodbyes, we got in the car, we were all feeling a little sad. And uh, when we started our car, a song came on through the speakers. Um, started with the synthesizer, and then the drums kicked in. If you haven't guessed, it was a song from the 80s. Well, we turned up the volume, we started to dance, and then we started to sing. Cause I ain't the way you found me, and I'll never be the same. Oh yeah, cause you, you, ooh, ooh, ooh. You make my dreams come true. Any, does anyone know that song? Uh, okay, a few of you. Um, it's Hall and Oates, You Make My Dreams Come True. Um, not particularly big Hall and Oates fans, but it was what was on, on the car speaker. So we leaned out of the car, we sang, we danced, and we waved like crazy to my cousin and her family. It's a long driveway. We could see each other for a really long time. And by the time the song was over, we were already down the road a bit and we felt better. So a little strange, but the words seemed to fit. Our time with them had been a dream come true and we would never be the same. All in notes, who knew? Now this is the way we say goodbye to my cousin and her family every summer. This is how we leave. After saying goodbye and packing the car, we get in, we crank up all in notes, and we sing and we dance and we wave like crazy until we're down the road a bit. This year, lots of us are missing many of the fun end of the year rituals that help us say goodbye to teachers, friends, schools. We're missing field days and ice cream socials, proms, graduations. 
We're missing the things that help us move on to summer and what comes next. While some of our goodbyes this year might be different, they're still important. So how do we say goodbye? Well, think about what you're going to miss about that person or place that you're saying goodbye to. How can you show how grateful you are to someone for being part of your life? How can you let them know how much you value them and how much you're going to miss them? How can you honor how much a place has meant to you? Well, if you like using words, you could write, maybe a card or a poem. If you like pictures, you could paint, draw, collage, take a photograph or make a video. This year, our goodbyes might need to be a little more creative. My niece is graduating from college today. Of course, everything's happening online, but my family spent a good, good bit of time yesterday making a really big sign that's gonna help her honor her college years and welcome what comes next. So we're gonna drive by later with the big sign and our noisemakers and help her celebrate the next chapter in her life. So goodbyes are for the things that are going and for the things that are staying. Maybe you can also make a picture or write a story for yourself. Go to your old school, take a picture, or maybe you have a piece of art or a special rock or something else that you can hold on to to help you remember a person or a place that you're saying goodbye to this year. And that special object will help the memory stay with you. It's important as we say goodbye to remember to let ourselves feel what we feel. If you feel sad, let yourself be sad. But don't let yourself stay sad forever. Sometimes goodbyes can take a while to adjust to and that's okay. Remember to keep doing the things you love, the things that help you feel better. Take a walk, talk to a friend, sing a song. I know a good one by Hollow Notes. Music is powerful. It can help us feel connected and comforted and it can help get us down the road a little bit. So, Thinking about the power of music brings me back to this week and our goodbye to Gail. We're going to miss her. I am going to miss her. I remember how she ended every children's choir practice with a song. It's a song that offers connection and comfort, and it's a special way of saying goodbye. Some of you may know it. I know that Beth knows it. And I hope that those of you who know it will sing along with me. The words are, we are going to a place where music falls and fills up everything. And though it might be a long time, we know it's going to be all right because we've already started to sing. Sing with me. We are going to a place where music falls and fills up everything. And though it might be a long time, I know it's gonna be all right, cause we've already started to sing. Sing it with me again. We are going to a place where music falls and fills up everything. And though it might be a long time, 
I know it's gonna be all right. Cause we've already started to sing. Yes, we've already started to sing. Oh, we've already started to sing. We're so lucky this morning to have some videos of songs sung by the choirs that Gail has led while she's been here. And so, um, and not only do they remind us of those wonderful music moments, but these are videos that will take us back into our sanctuary. So I invite you to enjoy those with me and with all of us as we go through our service this morning. Here's the first one. Looking down from above, you're a tiny bit more of a world. Moon out the door, the promise turned on. Good, so 
uh, marvelous to see the kids uh, sing and I wish we could all be there so that we could clap along too. And my, how some of those kids have changed and have grown. I wanna do a reading this morning. Our reading is a poem by Gerald Stern. This is his poem, Waving Goodbye. I wanted to know what it was like before we had voices and before we had bare fingers and before we had minds to move us through our actions and tears to help us over our feelings. So I drove my daughter through the snow to meet her friend and filled her car with suitcases and hugged her as an animal would, pressing my forehead against her, walking in circles, moaning, touching her cheek, and turned my head after them as an animal would, watching helplessly as they drove over the ruts, her smiling face and her small hand just visible over the giant pillows and coat hangers as they made their turn into the empty highway. This morning we are saying goodbye to Gail Carey after 12 good years of ministry with her. And we are saying goodbye to all kinds of things in our lives. And so this service is not just about Gail, but it is around that act, uh, it is about that act of saying goodbye. That thing that we humans have to do over and over and over again in our lives. And though it almost never feels really good, there's always a bit of pain to it, we know that a good goodbye can be really satisfying. So I wanna talk about that for just a minute with you all. I was fascinated by uh, something that Ira Byrock wrote in his book, The Four Things That Matter Most. Here's what Ira has to, this to say about saying goodbye. He says that there are four things that we have to do when we say goodbye. First, we have to say thank you. Then we have to say, please forgive me. Then we say, I forgive you. And then we say, I love you. He also thinks it's really important to say the actual words goodbye in a goodbye. It just helps us all realize what is going on there. So again, we have to say thank you. We have to say, please forgive me. We have to say, I forgive you and I love you. And when I read this, it made a whole lot of sense to me because any relationship that we have, especially one that has gone on for many, many years, is going to have been a chance to have others see us when we are at our best and sometimes when we are at our worst. A long relationship is going to have had times when things were going really well, the sailing was smooth. It will also have times when the waters were choppy and where it was hard to get anywhere. And so his order makes sense to me that first we start out by saying thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to be together. Thank you for this time and this attention. Thank you for the things that you have given me. Thank you for the opportunities and the things that I have given you. And then very quickly, we turn to the other thing that's so important. We say, please forgive me. Forgive me for the times 
when I was impatient, the times when I was self-serving, the times when I didn't listen well. Forgive me if I was rude, forgive me if I was thoughtless, forgive me for all of the little ways, the little slights that might have hurt you and the things that made this relationship difficult. And once we say, forgive me, then we can turn to, I forgive you. I forgive you all those things and more. I forgive you even the things that you have forgotten about, even the things you didn't realize hurt me. I forgive you because the last thing we say is I love you. For anyone that we have truly loved and been in a relationship with, this is the most important thing to take away from the goodbye. I love you. I love you just as you are. I love who you have become in my presence. I love that we were able to walk together for a while. And I will love seeing you go on and you do amazing things after we have parted. The other thing that we know about goodbyes is this, it's often best to say them directly, to take the time and to summon up the courage sometimes to just have that much attention put on us or to be in a place where the tears might come quite easily, to be in a place where we're vulnerable. And if we can do those goodbyes in person or even over Zoom where we could actually see the person, see their smile and see their tears. But the other thing about goodbyes, if you do these things, is that you can do them if the person is not there too, or if the person has died, or if the relationship is so broken as never to be mended. Because the thing about the goodbye is it works in our hearts. It's powerful and healing to us just as much as for the person that we're saying goodbye to. And this is an important thing to remember. A good goodbye heals us as well. It allows us to go on to the next chapter. It tells us that there is hope and there is goodness and there is a future ahead of us. It can also help us say goodbye to places or to things. It's not always people that we need to say goodbye to. Some of us have had things taken away from us this year, some of our summer plans, some of our hopes, and just as dear as people are to us, these places and these activities need our goodbyes as well. And so in just a moment, there'll be a slide that will come up that will ask you a reflection question. Take a moment and think of one or two things. And I want you in the chat, if you're willing and you'd like to, to name someone or something that you have said goodbye to recently. Name someone or something you have said goodbye to recently. And in a minute or so, I will read some of your answers.
Thank you, Beth, for playing the Ashokan farewell so beautifully for us. Here's a little bit of what you've put in the chat. There's now all, over 90 responses. So these are some of the things that you say that you have said goodbye to. High school, Ferry Beach, John and Suzanne Lowe, singing in groups, students, my dear friend, Michael, our Whale Coast UU Alaska trip, hugs from friends, Cindy, a partner of 36 years, our hopes of visiting our daughter in Wyoming this summer, my houseplant that died, my math teacher, Pride Month and all the celebrations, rowing, our two cats, Ziggy and Spot, Paris, Jackie, my great-grandmother, John Hall, ringing handbells with the Lincoln Ringers, one of my good friends, my parents. So many here and lots that repeat, traveling to see our family, visiting the new family baby, some of my physical fitness, in-person time with my daughter, hugging our little grandson. These are all things that we have said goodbye to. These are things that we love. These are things that have changed us. And these are things that we have let go of, even if just for a time. And we know that we have been changed by them and they by us. Thank you for sharing in the chat.
Amen. I find it very moving to see the contemporary vocal ensemble, to see you all in First Parish in Concord, which we hold so dear. Take down these walls makes me remember what transcends these things that divide us right now. So much in our lives is precious, and if there is something that you would like to share with your First Parish community, a joy or sorrow, please email the Reverend Liz Weber and your name and thing that you would like to share will be added to our pastoral list. Here are the people who have asked to be held by us today and in the week ahead. Tom Beck is receiving cancer treatment at MGH. Tom and Sue, our thoughts are with you. Edna Harris, Carol Harris's mother, died early last week. No public service is possible at this time. Our hearts are with you, Carol, and your family, Tim, Emma, and Thomas Peacock. If friends can reach out in any safe manner, that would be most appreciated. We offer our heartfelt condolences to Lydia Green on the death of her mother and also to her granddaughter, Grace, and all who knew her. May her memory be a blessing. First parish member John Hall died of COVID-19. He was part of our congregation since 2006 and he appreciated the support of his first parish friends. Jeff Lloyd recently received his prosthetic leg. May his body continue to heal and strengthen. We celebrate with Sue Dobie the official adoption of her grandsons through an online, an online ceremony with the judge. We share in their family's great joy. And now you are invited to speak the names aloud of those who you hold in your mind and heart this morning. This is an opportunity for all ages to participate in our embracing meditation.
please join me in a time of centering prayer and meditation. O oh, spirit of love, Memorial Day is a time set aside for us to honor Americans who died in service to our nation. We honor members of First Parish who are veterans, those who are in active military service, and we recognize First Parish members whose family may have never returned. Our flags are at half-mast because we are a nation in mourning. The scale of this pandemic weighs heavily on us. O oh, spirit of life, help us to be tender with our hearts and kind to one another. Even as we navigate conflicting messages and strong emotions, may we live our values by caring for the most vulnerable. Together, may we enter into a time of remembrance. During our time of shared silence, you may wish to put a hand over your heart or to follow your cycle of breath. challenging this pandemic is, not only for our health, but for our financial well-being. Many of us have had our jobs affected at this time. And so during this time of great financial instability, we are even more grateful for your contributions to our annual pledge campaign. It is your financial support that keeps our community vibrant and alive. So thank you for your support. Thank you for your presence, for your participation, for those of you who've been able to offer donations. During these Sunday services, we cannot pass a basket. And the way that we offer donations, if you are able to make a gift today, is by texting 
And if you've never done that before, it's pretty easy. All you need to do is text the amount that you want to donate and then you need to have a credit card handy. The first time you'll be, need to put in that credit card information, you see the, the instructions here on the screen and also in the chat. And thank you for your gifts of any amount. Good morning, everyone. I'm Eloise Evans McKenzie, a senior at CCHS and founder of the Conquer Carlisle Sunrise Hub. For the lighting of the social action candle today, I would like to share a message of hope for our planet and a call to action. As a young climate activist, I've had 
my, my moments of doubt that the damage caused to the earth from years of burning fossil fuels and clearing forests can be mitigated. I've wondered whether our letters to elected officials pleading for action, our small community gatherings, our marches in city streets can make a difference. These are the moments that it helps me to think back to the Boston climate strike on September 20th last year and the feeling of joy and power that filled my body as I led hundreds of Concord students into government center shouting, whose future, our future. I think of my amazement and sense of accomplishment when our state representative Tammy Gouveia asked to meet with my fellow Sunrise Hub members and me after the strike to hear our ideas on how Concord can become more sustainable and how we can get more young people involved along the way. Sometimes when we show up and demand to be heard, people in power will listen. In moments when you may doubt whether we really have any control over the climate at this point, just look at the changes in air and water quality that have occurred during the coronavirus pandemic thus far. With the halt in industry and the change in personal consumption and travel habits, we've seen massive reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. Bleaching coral reefs are visibly recovering worldwide. The canals of Venice are running clear. Mount Everest is visible from Kathmandu for the first time in a generation. We have the power to change our behavior and we have the power of our votes. During COVID, our Sunrise Hub has been staying connected by doing relational phone banking for Ed Markey because all progressives are not advocating for bold climate solutions. If you are wondering what you can do in this time, please donate to environmental research, phone bank for a political candidate who will put climate first, reach out and have discussions with people whether they agree with you or not, work to increase the youth vote and hope will find you. Thank you. Thank you, Eloise, that's an important message and these are important times to act. As we begin to close our service this morning, I wanna let you know of some things that are going on. You can hang around after the service and chat a little bit in the coffee hour if you'd like, or if you're interested in a bit of a deeper conversation, the worship sharing circle will be starting up again today. This is great news. We will put a link to that in the chat, and so you will leave this Zoom webinar platform, and then you'll go to a Zoom meeting. And uh, Dana Snyder-Grant and Jim Snyder-Grant are gonna be there to kick us off. You'll be put into small groups. It'll be a chance to talk to some other folks. So if you're interested in that, watch for that link that will come up in the chat. As usual, keep an eye on your First Parish weekly email that comes in. It's got lots and lots of information in it. It's got Zoom links in it. It's the best place to um, get information. Another good place is the First Parish website. So if you're wondering about something, go there and take a look. You can also like us on Facebook and we have a new YouTube channel. So check that out, especially if you're having trouble getting to these services or you know somebody who can't make it on Sunday morning, have them check out the YouTube channel. We're starting to post things there and more will go up soon. There are a couple of things that are happening uh, today and in the coming week. There is a committee chairs check-in that will start immediately after the service at 11.15. Susan C. has sent you a Zoom link for that, so check your email for that. And this coming Tuesday, May 26th at 7 p.m., the environmental team invites you to a greening the campus presentation in advance of the warrant article 
that they are bringing to our annual meeting the second Sunday in June. And you can find the link to that in FP Weekly. Likewise, the Immigration Justice Task Force invites you to watch the powerful Netflix series, Living Undocumented. Watch at your own convenient time and then share your reactions on Thursday, June 4th at seven o'clock via Zoom. And that link will also be in the FP Weekly. That's all for the announcements. And uh, next, I think we have another spe special message. All right, we're gonna do the closing song, I think. That's right. Hi, Anderson. Hi. Um, so what is the best way to, to send Gail out is for all of us to sing together. So I'm gonna tell you the words, and then after that, I will lead you into our final song. Here are the words, please repeat after me. We hold you in our heart and our love. We hold you in our love as you go, as you go. May your heart be at peace as you go to nurture the spark of your precious love. We hold you in our love as you go. <clears throat> Here we go. We hold you in our love as you go, as you go. May your heart be at peace as you go to nurture the spark of your precious love. We hold you in our love as you go. One more time. We hold you in our love as you go, as you go. May your heart be at peace as you go to nurture the spark of your precious love. We hold you in our love as you go. So had life gone according to plan, I would be saying goodbye to you from the church. But we have a new plan now. So I really hope you enjoy this video. Dear beautiful people of Concord, who I have come to know, love, and admire, and respect, it is with mixed feeling, deep mixed feeling, that I say goodbye at this time. I have made the decision, the very difficult decision, to leave First Parish in Concord in order to better care for my mom, who many of you know is 87 and living in her own home independently still, and it is my wish to help her be there for as long as she's able. And I really have needed to adjust how I balance life in order to do that. 
I will so miss being a part of this congregation. I have come to care about all of you. It's been a blessing to have you in my life and to be in yours and to share music and memories and good times. Just come in, just come in. You know, I know we're all like waking up here, but like I want to do the last part of, um, on a solo. Um, it's what you know, you know it, just live it, right? Don't wait for somebody else, just sing. As policy and good judgment necessitate, I will be taking a year away from First Parish in Concord in order to let new leadership emerge. And I really look forward to hearing how your new ministries evolve. And I'm excited for you, truly. treasure our memories together. All of the beautiful music that was made, all of the laughter, the willingness to be known, the risk-taking, and the creation of beauty. of First Parish in Concord, for me, has been a little slice of heaven. Thank you so much for an amazing 12 years of my life. And it seems proper to end with a song. From me to you.
Thank you, Gail. Let us join in our benediction. Go out into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return to no person evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all beings. <laughs>